0: okay university hr department so you have a few positions to fill on campus okay you have a lot of positions to fill on campus you shoot it to whatever service whatever website they post the jobs and not a whole lot why well we've already established that the higher education talent crisis is real and now You're on a hamster wheel, you're posting, you're posting, you're posting, you might be getting some bites, you might not be getting some bites. What's the answer to this? Are they quality bites? Well, what needs to change so that you not only get applications, but you get good applications? No, 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 you get great applications. Well, we think we have some stuff that you can really, really go on on this episode. Kevin Varner of Higher Ed Jobs has some thoughts. And he has seen an increase in job postings at Higher Ed Jobs, but he's also seen an increase in site visitors nationally. And he thinks that with some adaptability and some intentionality, you can get the kinds of applicants that you're looking for. So let's talk about this on this episode of I Want to Work There. No matter the institution, company, or organization, everyone wants to find the best talent and everyone wants to keep their best talent. Higher education is no different. I'm Eddie Francis. I've worked in both talent acquisition and higher ed marketing. On this podcast, we're going to explore the ways to create a great experience for faculty and staff on your campus. Because in education, a great employee experience equals a great student experience. And who doesn't want that? We'll have some honest conversation, get insights from experts, and hear success stories from campuses. It's all about developing an attractive employer brand, something that'll make the people say, I want to work there. Welcome back to I Want to Work There. I'm Eddie Francis. And joining us on the podcast is Kevin Varner. He's from Higher Ed Jobs. He's a senior account manager for recruitment. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me on I Want to Work There. How are things going for you? Things are great,
1: Eddie. Um, Thank you for the opportunity for us to share our knowledge and experience on
0: your podcast. We're excited to be here. It's safe to say that there are a lot of people who use your service. When I thought about employer branding, I thought, you know, somebody from higher ed jobs has got to get a handle on something here. And one of the conversations that I had beforehand with one of the folks from higher ed jobs with Amanda was about taking a look at the recruitment landscape for colleges and universities. And so right now we have this talk, Kevin, about higher ed's talent crisis with your experience. What are the general trends that you have seen that either support there being a talent crisis or maybe even push back against the claim that there's a talent crisis?
1: Good question, Eddie. And yeah, we've, we've been doing this for well over 20 years. I've been with the company over 20 years. So we've seen a lot over these last decades. I think it's safe to say there is a bit of a, a talent crisis right now. For some general numbers, jobs posted to our site, I think from 2019 to 2022, have increased by over 60%. However, the overall size of the higher education workforce has actually declined a little bit over that time since the pandemic. While I'm comfortable saying that higher ed jobs is one of, if not the leaders in higher education recruitment, our audience has also increased over this time, but it most certainly hasn't increased as as dramatically as we've seen job postings increase. So yeah, there are a lot more jobs out there than there used to be and not as many eyeballs to look at those jobs. So it makes sense that all that traffic and the applicants are getting spread out over a lot more job postings these days.
0: You know, one of the things I think that may be going on with some institutions, you know, my last stop, actually, I've only worked at small institutions, right? We're talking about institutions, 4,000 students or fewer. One of the things that I wonder is that from a small institution standpoint, you might have some folks saying, well... You know, we're we're having a little trouble maybe with our applicant pool, but I bet some of those bigger universities, you know, they aren't having any kind of problems. They're probably doing just fine. So I got to ask you, does this talent crisis discriminate or some of the most well-known and some of the bigger colleges and universities, are they seeing some of the same struggles as well? Yes, I I
1: definitely think so. While bigger and and more well-known institutions may not be hit as hard as those smaller or more rural institutions again simply going back to the fact that there's almost twice as many jobs as there were a few years ago and about the same number of eyeballs they're going to feel that crunch i think they will tend to weather the storm a little bit better than some of those smaller institutions we've actually seen over the last couple of years a handful of of smaller institutions some private institutions actually closed their doors over the last few years. So, while it might affect those smaller institutions more, I really don't think that this is something that doesn't affect big institutions. It's affecting everybody right now. While it might be on on different levels, everyone's feeling a little bit of an applicant crunch. Where Ivy League institution, maybe they would get a hundred applicants for a particular role a few years ago. They might still be getting those applicants, but it might be 40 or 50 now these days. So while that number still seems large, if they're getting half as many applicants as they used to, it's still something that is going to affect their overall recruitment outlook.
0: You know, I was watching a virtual panel discussion that uh, the Chronicle of Higher Education did. One of my colleagues who hosts a podcast on enrollify her name is jamie hunt she was a a guest on one of these shows and she hosts a podcast called confessions of a higher ed cmo and jamie said something very interesting during that panel discussion as she was one of the panelists she said that she has seen a reduction in applications probably going from like 300 to 30 (laughs) for the same kind of position in a few years but she saw that those 30 were really qualified here's my thought though and i'm curious as to what your thought might be here my thought was that's great that you have those 30 qualified but that's also probably 30 qualified people who know that they can go anywhere at this point because they might be just as desirable at one institution you know as they are at another and on top of that they may have remote options that they could take advantage of. I'm just curious, just the experience that you've had, the activity that you've had on the website, do you have any thoughts about that by any chance?
1: I think you touched on a big topic in higher ed right now is the work flexibility, work-life balance kind of thing. The pandemic for higher education and for the world really opened up we were forced to adapt. And as as I'm sure you know, higher ed as an industry is sometimes a little slower to adapt to changes than the overall recruitment landscape. So, so yeah, it's something like that, remote work. If these institutions are not being flexible or adaptive as to what the reality of the recruitment landscape is right now, there's a very good chance that they're not going to be getting those applicants that they're used to be getting. Because 100%, yeah, while that Applicant pool may may still have 30 excellent applicants. There's an excellent chance that they've applied to five other institutions and they're weighing their options. And if one institution is offering some flexibility as far as some hybrid work or remote, something like that, and another institution is, nope, you have to be in the office every day, I think to a potential applicant, that's going to be a big determining factor as to where they end up wanting to go
0: yeah and this is such a paradigm shift for higher ed. I mean, I have to imagine also that there are probably some institutions that have finally like a light bulb went off with them, and they probably said, You know we have to do better on our reload packages <laughs> and stuff like that. So I have to imagine that that's also how they're really competing some of the institutions that might be a bit more forward thinking I might they might realize that that getting great talent is much more of an investment that they probably were used to doing before and we'll see how, how it works out with these smaller applicant pools for a lot of folks
2: let's play a game what keywords does your website rank for what doesn't it rank for that you think it should what are a few opportunities you could be winning on if you tweaked some website copy okay how'd you do not great that's okay because our friends at dd agency want to answer all of those questions for you and then some DD Agency is a higher-ed-specific marketing technology agency that has conducted countless SEO audits for colleges and universities across the country. In these audits, they detail where you currently rank, what you could be ranking for, exactly how copies should be tweaked on website pages, and much more. If this sounds like something you could benefit from, give those folks a ping and be sure to mention that Enrollify sent you to claim a 10% discount on any of their SEO offerings. Head on over to enrollify.org slash or simply follow the link in the show notes below. That will guarantee you a 10% discount off of your audit. Again, head on over to enrollified.org slash seo to learn more. Now, on to the show.
0: I can tell that many colleges and universities are still hoping for some great talent through good old post and pray, as we call it in recruitment. Posting a job praying that some good candidates are going to fall in there. So, first things... Is that something that you have seen in your experience that a lot of colleges and universities, they might rely a little bit too much on post and pray? And if so, if that is something that you've seen, should institutions considering investing more in recruitment, whatever that looks like for a campus, it could be outsourcing or maybe hiring recruiters to work at a particular institution. So, first of all, have you seen a lot of the post and pray thing?
1: Uh-huh, yes. That's a term that we're very familiar with that has permeated higher education and, and probably a lot of private industry stuff for years. It's it's something that I think people have relied on a lot in the past. As a leader in higher education recruitment, I think institutions in the past could get by well enough with that type of philosophy. We discussed earlier, we have an unlimited job posting subscription. A school pays one fee. They get all their jobs posted up there. They might utilize a, a Specific academic journal here or there sometimes, but in the past, a service like ours has been able to provide them with deep enough applicant pools, decent enough hires. But times have changed, and no, oh have <laughs> they? Hitting what we were talking about earlier, when things change, you need to be able to to be a little bit more adaptive. It takes a a change in mindset when it comes to recruiting these days. So, one hundred percent, I think a stronger investment. recruitment is needed Uh, it it can come a few different ways we understand that budgets may not be rising dramatically with all these number of postings so one in my role one of the main things that i push is utilizing the products and services that you have already paid for a couple examples is that our subscription comes with an institutional profile or institutions can put up a little blurb that tells you more about their institution why it's a great place to work include images, logos we actually in the past 6 months did a, a pretty big redesign and enhancement of that profile so our employers can kind of brand themselves a little bit better to potential applicants and utilizing something like that to get the word out about your institution why it's a great place to work we have a resume database access that comes with the subscription i understand that it takes more time to do a little bit more of a proactive search but again drastic times take drastic measures utilizing something like this especially when they've already paid for it is in my mind becoming more of a vital component these days i've done more resume database tours in the last year than i've done in probably the 10 previous years combined so taking advantage of things that they already utilize have paid for and have available to them is is key if an institution has extra budget for recruitment and employer branding now is the time to use it. Job posting upgrades that target specific types of recruitment, uh, employer branding campaigns where you can do an email campaign or a banner ad campaign to um, strengthen, strengthen that employer brand to complement the recruitment advertising that you're already doing. Kind of the one-two punch of posting those jobs, but also advertising your institution overall as a great place to work. I think that's something that schools pretty much have to get on board with with utilizing these days
0: it does sound like regardless of whatever an institution is thinking about doing it it does sound like there has to be some level of serious consideration when it comes to making an actual investment um, in making sure that they can strengthen their talent pools, whether it is through some sort of service in one way, another service in another way. It sounds like a lot of institutions, based on what you're saying, they have to really, really seriously consider where that investment needs to go and making that investment in some way.
1: Most definitely. Yeah. And before we jumped on this, we were talking about how some schools don't even have any employer branding processes or campaigns, and hopefully schools are learning and adapting. Um, We found that schools that add display advertising in addition to their recruitment advertising, they help attract more candidates. Our audience is, is a high quality audience. Pretty much everyone has experience in the higher ed workplace, so it's a relevant audience. So people that do that type of campaign are reaching the right people. As we've kind of talked throughout this podcast, job postings aren't enough right now. So you need to give people a reason to work at an institution. Talking with our marketing team, we recently had an institution that was advertising on our site doing some employer branding. They saw over a 100% increase in the number of apply clicks that their open positions were receiving. So doing that kind of hiring or branding campaign in conjunction with just posting those jobs is a major boost to their overall recruitment
0: outlook. What does that, and I think this is something that institutions need to hear, when it comes to actually making an employer branding look from where you sit, how does that look? Is it an institution saying, I mean, for all intents and purposes, is it an institution saying very simply, this is why we're a great place to work? Or is it just them doing an overall value proposition that may have already been baked into their rebranding efforts. Is there something specific that they say about the work experience based on where you sit?
1: A good question. And yes, I guess. All of the above, really. I think it helps to give a good general overview of, of an institution, why it's a great place to work. But if, they're, if they have specific things that they're good at, if they're a research institution promote the research that they're doing. If it's in a a metropolitan area, kind of promote, hey, big city life. You need to take those pieces that make your institution unique or what attracts those applicants to an institution and promote those. Someone that's in California may not know what's going on with a school on the East Coast. So you need to kind of promote those benefits and explain them and share them in a manner that is going to make people think a little bit more about relocating or changing their their current role or accepting a role at your institution over a different institution.
0: So on the podcast, one of the things that we try to provide colleges and universities are nuggets to establish or improve their employer brands. And so you just talked about institutions that may go the extra mile to position themselves by showcasing whatever that value prop is, whether they're research or they're in a specific area. What about what you would like to see? Like if you're sitting there or your teams, Kevin, if they're sitting there, And they're looking at the institutions that approach higher ed jobs and say, hey, we want to partner with you and you're working with them. What are some of the major things? What would you like to see them say? Like if you have people coming to you saying, I really wish they would do this. This would be such a better piece of artwork if they did this. Or, you know, this would be a much better post. What are some of the things that you've heard your team say that they would like to see more of? What would you like to see more of?
1: Okay. With with my role focusing specifically on recruitment advertising, one of my big pet peeves is the way they present their jobs, the job description itself. These days, automated job posting processes are pretty much the norm as far as getting an employer's jobs onto a site. I think these days, over 90% of our content is on some sort of automated platform. Not sure if you're familiar, but a lot of the applicant tracking systems that these institutions use they're not uh, they're not built with um, like a marketing component in place. So they'll have weird fields that make no sense. They'll have abbreviations. Oh, I, when you when you see a job title come through and it's like three abbreviations in a row and you can't even determine what that posting is, it irks me a bit. I um, mean, you need to be clear. You need to be concise. You want to write that job description with a, a, a marketing mind. You want to. It's it's an advertisement, you're trying to get someone to to take that next step or have some interest in your institution. So rather than just doing verbatim all these fields that may not really even tell you what a job is all about, I think that writing a clear, concise job description is a, is a big piece that institutions could really work on these days. We kind of talked about some of the other stuff already. If budgets are, are flexible or whatnot, complementing recruitment advertising with a branding campaign, is an excellent way to complement that recruitment advertising. kind of focused on it already again, that work flexibility. If institutions aren't adapting to the new work environment, chances are they're going to get left behind when uh, they're running these ads and and trying to attract uh, top talent for their openings. So those are definitely a few of the things that I think institutions could do to help improve their overall recruitment outlook.
0: Mm. It's going to have to be a little bit more intentional, people, a little bit more intentional. Kevin, thank you so much for joining me on I Want to Work There. Kevin Varner, he is the Senior Account Manager for Recruitment for Higher Ed Jobs. Again, Kevin, thanks a lot. Really appreciate the time.
1: And and likewise, Eddie. Thanks for your time. And uh, it's been great being on this.
0: I Wanna Work There is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, check out other Enrollify shows. The Enrollify Podcast Network is growing by the month with all kinds of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows. And they're jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks, all designed to empower you to be a better higher ed professional. There are some great industry voices that you can check out, like Terry Flannery, my good friend Jamie Hunt, Alison Tercio, Corinne Myers, Dustin Ramsdell, Jamie Gleason, and many more. Learn more about the Enrollify Podcast Network at podcasts.enrollify.org. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea. So uh, come and find yours.